In a familiar story, our Lord says that the wise man built his house upon the what? Rock. And the foolish man built his house upon the what? If we were uh, uh, do geography in the Middle East, we'd find that the foolish man built his house really on a drainage ditch. That's what's meant by the sand, not a very wise place to build a house. Hence, we come up with the term house of what? Do you know what that means? Ever have a house of cards? It means that your plan or whatever you're planning on doing, um, your strategy isn't that wise. It's shaky, um, uh, just will, unsubstantial, just won't last, lack long. Do you know where the house of cards, that term was first used? It was used to describe the house of commons in England in 1645. In other words, a a house of cards was meant to, to say, you build your house upon what politicians say, no offense. Reminds me of a joke. Uh, a man was a caretaker of a cemetery, and his wife came to visit him one evening. We were working, and they went walking through the cemetery. And the wife said, Honey, I didn't know that you could bury two men in the same grave. He said, What are you talking about? Well, there's a tombstone that says, Here lies an honest man and a politician. I didn't know you could bury two people in the same grave. Sort of like building your house upon a house of what? Cards, very shaky building your house upon sand. So we come to the term integrity. Do you know what integrity means? It means that my words and actions match up. It means that what I say is what I do. Integrity is that I can trust a person. Integrity is built upon the house of a rock. Uh, Their word is solid. Integrity means their action is going to back it up, and a person will always do what is right. Of all the qualities we hear about in our modern land, there's no doubt that love is very important. But in many ways, in some ways, truth is just as important. Martin Luther once said this, peace if possible, truth at what? Because if somebody lives upon a lie or half-truths, their house is built upon what? It's a house of cards built upon sand. So hence we come to today's epistle lesson. And here we hear of Jesus as God and Lord. Can you read that verse with me? For in Christ... So there, built on the rock, Christ himself, who is God in bodily form, who has all authority in heaven and earth, and the church is built upon that foundation, that our crucified Lord is God and Lord of all. And the blessing is that this truth was given to you in your baptism. So let me recall to you, we're baptized in whose name? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, God's own name. Every time that the sign of the cross is made, we are reminded of our baptism. Every time the Trinity is mentioned, we are reminded of our baptism. We came into a connection, as the epistle lesson said, with Christ in our baptism. And Isaiah points out, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, and you are mine. This truth that we are claimed by God was given for us believers at our baptism. And our lives are called to be built upon the rock of Christ. So since I was at Disney a few weeks ago, and I oftentimes uh, refer to the heartwarming story of Lion King. Now, if you're not familiar with Lion King, it's a story about a lion and, his, and uh, living out in the savanna and living out in Africa in the circle of life. And 
The kingship was to go to Simba, but Simba was duped and his father died. And Simba believed a lie and was forced into the wasteland. He was forced into the hinterland and he didn't realize who he was. Simba forgot who he is and who he was. And there the kingdom lived without a king until Rafiki came and reminded him, you are the king, you need to return back to where you are. He needed to be reminded of the what? Just like we Christians need to be reminded of the truth that Christ is Lord and God of all. And then he returned back, and if you want to see it, go ahead and watch the movie. It's old, but it's a very familiar uh, tale from Africa. He forgot who he was. The world, too, that we live in, we have all sorts of counterfeit truths out there. Jesus is just one of many ways, and Christianity is just one of many religions. Matter of fact, we might be better off if religion wasn't in the marketplace at all. Oh, by the way, Christians can be stuffy and judgmental and too harsh. The world tells us all sorts of lies about Jesus, that Jesus is just one of many ways, he's just one of many prophets. There's nothing really unique about Jesus. And why don't we all be more like Jesus? Because Jesus is basically all-loving, but he's no truth. Jesus never commented on subjects, as some people would say, even though every single word of Jesus is God speaking to us. We, too, are deceived by counterfeit views. Sometimes we limit Jesus' reign. I might be a Christian when I come to church, when I pull out of the parking lot, I forget about Jesus. We limit his reign, and we think sometimes in the desperate times of our life that we are all alone, that God and Jesus aren't with us. We limit the reign of Jesus in our life. I don't want to know that. I don't want to study the word more. I don't want to become more like Jesus. I don't want to be held accountable and we use Christ and his church, we use Christ and try to have his church meet our worldly driven goals. Sometimes we have different philosophies why we come to church. Maybe I want to be involved in this ministry. Or maybe this is my favorite part of church, but the rest of church I'm not interested in. Or I'm only interested in seeing my friends. I'm only interested in church because, well, if I don't go to church, where am I going to get buried at? Sometimes we try to use Christ and his church to fit our own goals. And friends in Christ, there's all sorts of preachers out there that will tell us what tickling ears, what itching ears want to hear. That you can have a great life and every day can be a Friday and everything be fine with your life if you only trust Christ. Sometimes we too buy into this world. Probably the biggest area which we buy into the philosophies of this world is that of individualism. That I determine truth for me and what's important to me, and I never really did pick up the Bible and hear what God had to say to me. I do what makes me happy instead of listening to what maybe God says to me, what truth and reality is. So hence Paul speaks to us. Hence that we might be rooted and built up in faith by Christ Jesus and his word and his truth. Let's go ahead and read this. We are called the truth. Can you read it with me? So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So once again, we received Christ in our baptism, be rooted and built up in him, and he is Lord for our whole life, and our whole day, and our whole week, and our whole month, and our whole year, and every facet of our life. And so Jesus saw truth, 
He saw Andrew, who he called to be a disciple. And he said, there is a true Israelite because he saw Andrew reading the Old Testament scriptures and Andrew had a repentant heart. Talking about how can we be genuine and filled with integrity and truth with God? Well, sometimes that means coming clean. Hence the adulterous woman. She admitted her sinfulness. She didn't cover it over. Remember what she did when she saw our Lord? She took a bottle of perfume and poured it where? Lord's feet and cleaned it with her hair with a repentant heart. Being truthful sometimes means looking in the mirror for our own faults and our own weaknesses. Remember, Scripture says this, Before I take my speck out of my neighbor's eye, do what? Take a log out of my own eye. Being truthful in Christ many times means coming clean, and sometimes I don't allow Christ to reign all the way in my life. I sometimes segregate my faith from other areas of my life, or I make excuses or rationalizations for what I do. But not so the adulterous woman. She came clean. She admitted her sin and was touched by God's grace, and you saw her great act of faith. And then there is Peter. Remember Peter who denied Jesus? Now, we're all very familiar with <clears throat> that our Lord came back to Peter after he rose from the dead and three times asked Peter, Peter, do you what? Love me? Peter said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Peter said this to, Jesus said this to Peter, you will be led where you do not want to go. Now, many people see that as foretelling Peter's death. Remember how Peter died? How? Crucified upside down. He's a martyr for his faith. He took Christ's reign seriously, even though before the death and resurrection of Christ, he oftentimes stuck his foot in his mouth. You and I, we are called being rooted up in Christ and his whole authority, his whole being in God. True faith, true repentance, true service. A picture of a sculpture, the word purity and impurity. I want to talk to you the word sincerity. In Latin, the word sincerity has to deal with a sculpture. Now, this is before the day of cameras, or we have smartphones we can take pictures with, and we can um, send them via on all the, the, the electronic world to everyone. But in Jesus' day, it was really expensive to hire a painter, and there were no pictures. But sometimes you had some money, you make a sculpture of yourself. That's where the idea of a bus came from. Uh, we don't know what someone looks, so-and-so looks like, so we build them a bus. But the word impurity, purity and impurity and sincerity come from a sculpture who doesn't make a mistake. Because if I'm a sculpture and I make a mistake, I'll use wax to fill in the hole. So sincerity, impurity, and sincerity and purity means no wax. There's no mistakes. This is a type of life that you and I recall which Christ lived for us. Truth. We live truthful lives, not over Jesus. Not that we reign over Jesus and we neglect what his word says. Not around Jesus. Ignore what Jesus might say. Not through Jesus. I don't care what you say. Jesus do my own thing. But Jesus living in us. His word living in us. Truth. May we live lives of truth in our family. Do we pray for our family? Do we lead our prayer, family in prayer before meals? Are we willing to take our family to church? We're willing to speak truth to our family. Truth with our friends. Truthful lives. If our friend's doing something that might be very harmful to them, we're willing to love them enough to tell them that's not so. We're willing to invest in our friends. Truth at work. 
simply means go to work and be a faithful worker. If you get paid for eight hours, then what? Work for eight hours. Martin Luther once said the greatest theft in America isn't something that can be kept under lock and key. The greatest theft in America is people who go to work and don't what? Work. I spend time at the water cooler or take really long bathroom breaks or whatever. Truth at our work. Faithful employees. Truth in politics? I know those words don't match. But what does that mean for us? Vote your conscience. Be engaged. Vote your what? I'm not here to tell you how to vote. I'm here to tell you to vote and vote your what? Conscience. And let's pray that we have leaders who are sincere. Leaders filled with integrity and truth even in entertainment. Maybe some stuff we watch we shouldn't watch. Or some stuff we watch we might think about what we're watching and how it might affect us. Or maybe what we watch we can talk to others about it. Truth. Truth. Jesus said this. Can you read it with me? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We are called into that truth. Can you read this with me? Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Truthful lives in Christ. So how about this for a closing thought for Christ who lived and died and rose for us as we live in his truth and integrity. Can you all read it with me? Let us ever walk with Jesus. Follow his example pure through a world that would deceive us and to sin our spirits lure. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims here our home above, filled with faith and hope and love. Let us do the Father's bidding. Faithful Lord with me abide. I shall follow where you guide. And all God's people say,